truth universally acknowledged. I have noticed my growing resemblance oh, that is to a gold daffodil. Does not glitter. Not all. So I had all reason enough in the last if you want to rebel, rebel exist, from inside the system. But because they tell us that dragons I'm your host Vicky from Miss Vicky's Bookcase. Let's begin our story together. Hello and welcome to my December TBR pile where I talk about the books that I want to read in December and set myself the little challenge of being able to accomplish this. I feel like you are the people who are going to be my um, accountability buddy, I think is what the term is. So I'm going to take the plunge straight in and talk about the things that I'm going to read. Now the good news is that I am in December and there is no book clubs, there is no uh, readathons or anything like that. This is simply a catching up on the last couple of things other than one thing and that is my pop sugar challenge which I have almost completed. I have five books to go with that so I'm pretty excited that I'm so close to the end and that I'm going to accomplish this. So this is basically mostly what the books are for this week month. So the first one that I've got is Heidi by Joanna Spry. This is fulfilling my pop sugar challenge prompt which is a character with vision impairment and this is all about a little orphan girl called Heidi who goes to live in the outs of her very gruff grandfather and she's sick and she doesn't have very good eyesight and this is all about how in fact it's a little bit like Anne of Green Gables a little bit but in a Swiss way and it's all about how she gets better and how she helps her grandfather so it's a really nice short sweet story and I'm kind of looking forward to it because I do remember when I was a child I had a tape yes that's how old I am I had a tape where I had Heidi on the tape on one side and the secret garden on the other and I used to listen to that practically every Sunday and I do remember vaguely what the story is about but that is about all I remember and I'm looking at the good notes summary so I can actually kind of vaguely remember what it is so that's my first one my second one is Goblin Emperor by Kate Addison and this is fulfilling the pop sugar prompt made up language. Now this is all about a half goblin son of the emperor who of course lived his entire life in exile. He is the underdog and basically he ends up being the king and this is how he basically takes over from being the king. He is surrounded by sycophants who are eager to curry favour with him and he's overwhelmed by all the burdens of his new life. So it's kind of exciting, I kind of don't know more than that and again I'm hoping that it's going to be a lot of fun and hoping for a little bit of romance because I've just realised not many of these have romance in this month and I'm really fancy reading a romance but we shall see. So the next one on from that is Hogfather by Terry Pratchett and this fulfills the prompt of a series with more than 20 books. I'm quite glad that I've managed to get this book in with the sugar prompts because I really enjoy this book and yes it is a reread but it's so much fun I couldn't resist. And this book is all about uh, the character Death taking over from the Hogfather because the Hogfather's been captured. And he, Death's granddaughter Susan is going to give help with trying to find the Hogfather and seeing why he's missing. To me it's very clever in the way it's done. So I'm glad that I get to have a little cosy read with the Hogfather. And I should mention here that the Hogfather is like the end of the mini death quadrology, so it's four books in that, but it is actually part of the main Discord set, which is more than 20 plus, plus books, which is why it's on the 20 plus books list. My fourth sugar pop prompt, that's really hard to say by the way, was going to be Andromeda Strain 
by Michael Crichton, who of course wrote Jurassic Park. And it's to fulfill the prompt of medical thriller, but because Andromeda Strain is very much kind of like the situation we've got now where we have a plague across the earth, I felt like it wasn't the most appropriate book to read. So in the end, I switched it to The Silent Patient by Alex Michaelitz. Michaelitz? I'm so sorry for butchering that. It's very difficult to read it. This is all about a woman called Alicia Berenson who lived a perfect life until she shot her husband five times in the head and she didn't speak a single word after that and this psychiatrist is fascinated by her case and wants to find out why she did it and this book is all about the interconnecting lives and that kind of thing and I'm kind of excited by that because it's, it's not something again I would normally read and this is why I'm so glad for the pop sugar challenge because it just has let me read so many different things that I wouldn't normally read and I've enjoyed reading the vast majority. There are one or two where I'm like, ugh, why did I bother reading that? But in in general sense, I've really enjoyed reading it overall. So I'm kind of looking forward to The Silent Patient and I think this might be the first one I read for December so I can just get it out of the way because I'm not a huge fan of medical thrillers. I think it's a little bit too gruesome for me in general, but this is more psychological, so hopefully that won't be such a problem for me in the future. Now, there is one other Pop Sugar Challenge prompt that I do have, but I've actually already started it, so I'm not counting this in my December books because I'm fairly sure I'll actually have finished this before December starts because, of course, I'm recording this before December. And I'm currently listening to Death Stalker Rebellion, I think it is. Uh, by Simon Green and that's an audiobook and that fulfills a prompt meant to read in 2019. It probably was something I was supposed to be reading like a very long time ago. I've had it for a very long time but I had actually meant to read it last year and I am fulfilling that one now. So kind of that's to an aside. So there are a couple of other books that I am going to read for this month and these are two that I always read every single Christmas again because it's something that's very traditional for me. If you heard my Christmas Bookish Traditions podcast, you'll know this is going to be something that I do practically every year in the run-up to Christmas, just because they get me into the Christmas spirit and I just thoroughly enjoy rereading them. And you may be wondering, or maybe you won't, because you could probably guess what they're going to be. So the first one is The Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens. And I always listen to this as an audio and I have a full cast version, which I particularly like. I thoroughly enjoy the voices. This is one I've listened to again and again. And I really enjoy having The Christmas Carol. I think I went off it for a little while, but then I rewatched. I know you're going to find this funny, The Muppets Christmas Carol. And ever since then, I've really enjoyed The Christmas Carol. And I've really enjoyed the atmosphere it brings and the Christmas spirit. It reminds me that I shouldn't be such a grump or a grinch because I do tend to be like that. Um, don't ask my husband about what it's like with Christmas decorations, putting the tree up. I just, well, he poor soul, he has to put up with a lot. So I'm re listening to that one. And the other one I'm definitely going to read is The Children of Green No by Lucy M. Boston. Now you may not have heard of this book, it is a children's book and this is something I do tend to read along with The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe at Christmas. Oh, by the way, side note, I am going to watch The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe compared to read it, so I kind of didn't put that on this list because it's a watching thing this year. But uh, The Children of Green No is a really lovely tale uh, where this little child called um, Toby 
He gets sent to a manor house to live with his grandmother because his parents were abroad and it was better than going to boarding school. And it's kind of magical because you hear the story about these three little children who are ghosts who kind of died during the plague era. Well, maybe that isn't quite so good if I'm thinking about plague, but that doesn't really impact. But it's such a lovely story and it's so gentle. I mean, there's a little bit of a scary bit. So if you're reading with youngish children, just be aware there is a little bit of a scary bit with the green man. But it's not really that scary so I do recommend this to read with your children if you have any children or just reading for yourself because it is such a sweet and gentle story and it is full of good Christmas spirit and that is again something I really enjoy. It's not fully all about Christmas but there is enough in there for me to be able to class this as a Christmassy story. Now I think that is most of the books that I'm going to read for Christmas or is definitely on the have to read list. There are I think five or six others that I really want to read and I will mention them here because again if I mention them here I'm very countable and if I can manage it I will be reading them. So I've got things on my list as uh, The Priory of the Orange Tree. I know I said I wasn't going to mention it again but it is on my list. That is like the first thing to read if I finish everything else other than one other book because they're just so quick to read. And they are the Full Metal Alchemist volumes four to nine. I currently have them at home from the library. My husband's read them and he said they're pretty good. So I'm kind of looking forward to those and they are kind of easy reads in one sessions. So other than Full Metal Alchemist, Pride of the Orange Tree is gonna get priority, hopefully for this month. I've also got Long Ships by Franz G. Bengston, which I mentioned in the Making the List Viking edition. I've also got The Assassin's Apprentice by Robin Hobb and Bluebird Bluebird by Attica Locke. They're ones that I do have and I am, I am kind of saving them for the start of January, but if I can manage to get them in beforehand and have a clean slate of all my library books, that would be great. If not, I'm not too worried because I know that these are quite hefty books and half of the other books that I've mentioned today are fairly hefty. So we shall see how we go. I hope you've enjoyed listening to my TBR pile for December and my accountability. If you want some accountability, just message me at uh, Miss Vicky's Bookcase on Instagram. And of course, will be your accountability buddy, making sure you get through the books in time, because sometimes you do need someone to say, have you read that book yet? And I'm definitely one of them. I hope this has inspired you with your Christmas reading and you're going to get some Christmassy books in there. I usually admit read a bit of Percol Poirot's Christmas, but we're not going to go there this year. We're just going to keep it nice and simple. Well, simple as I possibly can. So I will see you in the next podcast. Bye. Our story together has come to a close. Join me next time for a new adventure. More pork. Pearl of cities. People really are this like houses. Is not with vast rooms. Libraries were full of ideas, perhaps the most dangerous and powerful. She delighted in the smell of the ink, the rough feel of the paper. Had commented once that Neil had a gift for making someone want to children is not a good children's story. Weak-minded, refused to be influenced by literature and culture.